what did you think of that very dominant display by Manchester City there? They're very good, aren't they? Um, They're very good, aren't they? Yeah. It was very amusing for a spell of 10 minutes in the second half when PSG heads completely went. So I think it was the highlight for me. But yeah, formality in the end, wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah, I mean, Chelsea and Real Madrid, uh, either team will be doing very, very well to beat this lot, won't they? Yeah, they certainly will. I think they've got a job on whoever goes through tomorrow. Um, it's cities to lose for me. They're just incredible at the minute. Just never look worried, really. No, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're different gravy. Yeah, okay, well, um, yes, thank you very much uh, for uh, listening, everyone who's uh, listening in to Man in the Stand, uh, the uh, golf special every week. Now we're going to have a little, uh, this will be pretty brief because A, uh, it's getting late in the evening, and B, our uh, our performance last week at the Valspar, both of our performance was, in a word, dreadful. Um, and uh, we've uh, we've had a pretty good run, uh, and I picked up a winner last uh, the week before last. But this week um, was well, it was shit to be honest. Um, I my, uh, my 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 picks were, I mean, so much for Gary Woodland uh, thinking he was going to make a great comeback. I hit, isn't it? There is nothing worse than having your golfer on the featured groups and watching <laughs> him as he absolutely implodes, you know. Shot me um, over on the front nine, I think. Did he carry on, on first? Oh, then? my God. He was dreadful. Uh, and so watching him just come apart at the seams early doors on Thursday morning was just the worst. And I thought, oh, okay. So we can scratch so much from my theory on Gary coming back. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, the closest I got to a place was uh, Louis Ustase, and he finished um, eighth. Everyone else for me was was out the back door. Corey Connors was okay for a while, but he also just finished midfield. Um, and, uh, yeah, my other two, um, uh, Gary Woodland, was, was missed the, he was out the back door by, by lunchtime Thursday. Uh, and um, so, yeah, dreadful in a word. So, never mind. And a little bit of a... I hurt a bit watching Sam Burns win because oh. I've backed that guy so many times and I've been so big on him so many times and I and I've stuck with him and stuck with him and stuck with him and and I've watched him throw away leads and throw away leads. I'm happy for him on a personal level to see him get that win, but on a on a financial level, I'm a bit <laughs> I'm a bit sore about it because I've invested a lot into that guy over the over the last probably year, uh, year and a half and to watch him uh, do that to me at big odds was a bit of a bit of pill to swallow. So I'm a bit sore this week, Matt, as you can probably tell. What, how about, what how, What did you take away from it? Yeah, for sure. So I mean about Burns, it it stings a bit just because he's, he's a golfer I've put up two maybe three times since since turn of the year um, and you know what? If if I'd have looked at his stats when I, when I was putting him up sort of February time for this event, I'd have been all over that price, but He'd been horrible the last couple of starts. He'd been mm. absolutely dreadful. And his, mm. his off the tee game had fallen to pieces. His putter wasn't firing. But it seemed like the return to Bermuda just really helped him. And it all clicked, like you're saying. He won't have many putting weeks like that. Everything he looked at went in. It was it was ridiculous at some point. But you know what? Fair play to him because he's we've watched him before at Viviera and we talked on here about how he absolutely just fell to pieces 
And yeah. that wasn't the case at all. He was sticking approach after approach. And when he didn't hit the greens, he was getting up and down. So I thought he was remarkable, actually. He was really impressive. Um, I thought the way Bradley was playing, I thought he was going to run away with it at one point because when he gets the putter going, the rest of his game is is so metronomic that he's likely to stay there or thereabouts. Mm. Um, it was So it surprised me a bit that it was Bradley and not Burns that made the mistake. Mm. Um, and obviously Bradley uh, Burns just sort of nursed it near the end. Um, in terms of my picks, I don't think they're far behind yours. In terms of uh, propping up the rest of the leaderboard, at mm. one point after the first couple of days, Sungjae was quite nicely placed. Yeah, you were looking quite good um, early doors, weren't you? Yeah, I thought there, were, there was a couple um, in with a shout. Reed was... Very disappointing, to be honest. I'll talk a bit more about that with picks for this week and the reasons I'm not going to pick him. Um, but yeah, Sungjae was there or thereabouts and shot about seven over on Saturday. It was just one of those where you think, unstar my golfers, forget about it for this week, um, scratch it and we'll start again Monday. So yeah, apologies if anyone followed us in this week because it wasn't a great watch, but I have hope this week, so we're all right. Yeah, well, look, look, hey, this is—it's hard. These 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 events are tough to pick, and uh, and you say there's sometimes there's no accounting for form, as you say. Sam Burns has been all over the shop in the last few weeks. Um, he, he played quite well with his partner in the teams event, which we maybe should have been a little alert. But I mean, for me, Sam Burns just looked so much more. He, I, I just could see in him on the Sunday. Uh, I thought, I end the Saturday. I thought this guy has thought. Right, I'm getting that. I'm doing this. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get rolled this time by myself. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna get in my own way. Is what uh, he looked like to me. The, the way that he was um, just striding around and, and and he was picking up the club in his practice swing like that. He's got a routine now that just it's and he just he was just ripping it. You know, and, and I just thought, okay, he looks like he's. He just looks like there's no one's going to beat him out of this, and uh, and fair, fair juice to him. Yeah, that no, was a good, it was a good event. Um, okay, let's move on uh, uh, to the Wells Fargo. Uh, this is a um, this is a bit of an elite event, uh, and and it's a very well respected course. This course, um, mm-hmm. this um, uh, it's the Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it's a bit of a brute, a bit of a monster's course. Uh, Par seventy one. 7,554 yards. So that you you have to be pretty uh, pretty on top of your uh, long game uh, to benefit here because um, you know uh, past 71 at seven and a half thousand yards is is no joke. And uh, and and yeah, the players like it. It's been as I say has a reputation as one of the best courses on tour. It's very very challenging. And uh, and and obviously there's a PGA coming up not too long far down the line. And and this is a very strong field. I think both for the fact of the um, respect for the course and for the fact that the PGA Championship is coming, and some some players want to get some practice in and uh, and picks picks up some 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 money. So the last five winners at this event, um, so Max uh, Max Homer won this. It was cancelled in twenty twenty. Max Homer won it in in, um, in twenty nineteen on fifteen under. He he also um, did did very well. Uh, on the weekend and just fell apart on the Sunday. I thought I actually thought he was going to possibly worry Sam Burns out of it on the Sunday, but uh, quite the opposite. He actually fell apart and, and Burns went on. So Max Homer um, has got good form here and he's obviously backing up after a strong week last week. 
2018 Jason Day on 12 under, 2017 Brian Harmon. Now that's interesting, Brian Harmon wins this, um, uh, uh, but it was played at Eagle Point. It wasn't played at Quail Hollow, so that's mm-hmm. something to just qualify there. Uh, and uh, James Hahn, uh, 2016 on 9 under, and Rory McIlroy, uh, uh, he absolutely tore the course apart uh, in 2015 and shot 21 under. And that was in the good old days when uh, when, Laura, um, when Rory was um, in form. So um, I want to uh, throw it over to you now, Matt. I feel like I've gone on for ages there. What, what do you feel about this championship and uh, and what are you sort of looking at here in terms of your picks? Yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's a test, um, Quill Hollow. It's a it's a proper test, and it's a proper golf course in terms of its length. I think that's the first thing, like you say, that pops out. Um, I mean, seven thousand best part of seven thousand six hundred yards would be it'd be big enough if it was a par seventy two. But there's only the three par fives, isn't there? Um, yeah. So it it makes it a very long course, um, and especially the, the par fours. I think there's four or five that are sort of getting on getting towards five hundred yards. So. It's going to be, I've looked a little bit around some longer approaches, sort of approaches between 175 to 200 and 200 to 225, because there's going to be far more than usual um, approaching some long par fours. Um, and the par threes are no, no air piece of cake either, because there's, I think there's a 250 yard one, if I remember rightly. Um, it's getting on for that anyway. So it's sort of, if little Brian Armand pops up on the tee and he's debating between three wooden driver on a par three, which seems ridiculous. Um, mm. Obviously, that's overstating it a bit, but long game is going to be crucial particularly long irons um i think yeah the par threes are 220 um and yeah the 2491 so approach play but what i think about this course is why i've almost gone back to basics with my picks i'll talk about it a bit more but you just need a really good all-round game i think you can't really have a big weakness driving distance is going to help obviously and because it's an enormously long golf course but you can't sort of have a weakness to your game here which is why i think you've had some really quite classy winners um you're going to have to get up and down when you miss the greens. Um, approach play, as always, is going to be important. But, yeah, I think whoever wins will probably hit it an awful long way um, and add a good putting week. Um, but I'm looking for a more, more a rounded approach rather than looking at specific stats. So I'm looking for longer drivers, but actually just across the board, they've got a decent round. Um, that's me. I've not really had much success here in the past, though, so I'll say all that, and it may not be the route to success. But, yeah, I enjoy it. It's a good test, and it's... I like the tougher courses on tour. So Valspar followed by this is a is a nice little run for me. Okay. And now I'm going to um, let you carry on and I'm going to give you the floor for your picks uh, first, Matt. Sure. Um, so one golfer that I had umdenied about whether to back him um, just because I think there is one stat that needs to improve quite a lot, and that's Justin Thomas. Um, I'm going to go with him just on the nose this week um, at the Valspar. Um, despite not finishing anywhere near the frame, he led the field um, off the tee um, and in approach play, um, which meant he's obviously the leader tee to green, which that was what was holding him back in consistency off the tee. And he just absolutely pearled it all week, um, despite not hauling a thing. Um, I think he was 69th in strokes gained putting. But for me, he's kind of like the conversation we've had about Colin Morikawa on here in the past. Um, but Justin Thomas at the minute is just that step above still. So if he puts anywhere near reasonable, um, then then he'll be there or thereabouts. And I don't think he can put as badly as he did at Valspar. Um, and the rest of his game is in fantastic, Nick. He's great short game. Um, and his numbers last week um, are really obvious. So for me, he's by far the pick of those at the top. He's only 11-1, so no victory laps if he goes in. But yeah, I've had a, a bet on Thomas on the nose. Okay. 
I'm next going to put up a golfer that I've never put up before. Um, so you can save your derision and and let me know once he misses the cut. However, I don't think he will. That's Tony Fina. Um, whether he can win or not, I don't know. Um, I've never put him up before because I don't fancy him in the fight. But I think his stats bear out really well for Quail Hollow. Um, we know what he's like off the tee. Um, he does that little three-quarter backswing and he's still in the top 30 driving distance. His approach numbers have been really good this year. Actually, he's got a really tidy short game too. He's got the sort of makeup that's just, he's solid across the board. We know what he's like as a putter. When he's on, he'll hold some. He'll probably hold less on the weekend. But I'm just hoping it's one of those weeks where I think he's as likely to win in a strong field like this as he is on one of those birdie fests um, where you get sort of any old winner like the the Amex or something. Um, he's played the course quite a lot. He's not sort of made any enormous waves, but he's never missed a cut here, so it shows he's comfortable. He's had a couple of top 20s, so I'm happy to take a chance on Tony um, in the hope that he can find a putter and and somehow be there or thereabouts on the weekend. Um, my third pick is a just a price-based one. So I was looking at the, the odds um, this morning, actually, and just trying to think what prices seem out of whack, and I couldn't quite compute that Patrick Cantlay was 28 to 1. Now, He's not normally a golfer I get on well with, truth be told. When I put him up, he often doesn't perform that well. But I just don't understand why, and you know I'm a bigger fan I am of him, but Will Zalatoris is a shorter price um, than Patrick Cantley. Max Homer is virtually the same price um, as is Corey Connors. Now, Max Homer and Corey Connors are excellent golfers. They're not in the class of Patrick Cantley yet. Um, so it's purely a price-based play. He's 28 to 1. Um, but actually his stats are really good. He's second in scrambling on tour. He's going to get up and down. He's plenty long off the tee, top 20 strokes gained approach. Um, and he's one of those players that is 50 in strokes gained putting, but when he has a week, he has a week with the flat stick. Um, so I think he can by far outweigh those odds um, with the putting when he needs to. He's come 33rd on his only appearance at the course. Um, he should come on for the run, hopefully, with a bit of course knowledge. Um, but what especially attracted me was his, his long game figures. He's really good with his approaches um, with mid to long irons. Um, so I think that combined with a really solid makeup and just the fact he's a very classy player. Um, 28 to 1 makes not that much sense to me. Um, while I'm on the 28 to 1s, I'll talk a bit about Patrick Reed. I, before last week, really fancied Reed here. Um, and despite him not being the longest off the tee, I, I quite liked him for it, but he really put me off. I did not enjoy watching Patrick Reed having backed him last week. He just he wasn't playing well. He wasn't sticking much, but also he just didn't seem to grind it. He needed to grind to make the cut and shoot like even par over the last five or six holes. Mm. And very Patrick Reed, like he just kept hitting really silly shots and putting himself in bad spots mm. and then just being able to get up and down. So really turned me off to Pat Reed. Um, which is upsetting going into sort of a major season coming up because you know how much I like him as a as an elite golfer in those elite fields. But it, I was I was planning to back him and then I just couldn't after watching last week. So no doubt he, he wins by five now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I, I agree with you on Pat Reed. I, I I was watching him just as a neutral because I I I kind of just like watching that guy play uh, I know a lot of people don't like him or whatever but for me it's not a popularity contest so I, I'm interested in, in, in what's his form and I was interested to see how he played and I agree with you I thought he was really un Pat Reed like in the way that he showed a distinct lack of fight and that was mm. interesting um, it's not something I'm used to seeing from Pat Reed and he, he kind of packed it in pretty early didn't he you know 
Yeah, I just never, I, I was watching him and Phil um, kind of grind. They were both trying to grind to make the cut the last four or five holes. And out of the two of them, I was thinking, I fancy Phil to make this. It, it was just, like I say, very just not what I expected to watch him, especially carrying my money. Um, it just, yeah, I was very disappointed, to be honest, watching yeah. him. So, yeah, turn me off. And at the same price this week, I'm not willing to go back in. Um, but there we go. Um, the last one is kind of like I've, I've put him up I think twice in the last month or so and he's let me down terribly both times but his stats scream he should play well here as they have for the last couple of times and he's disappointed me but it's Lanto Griffin um, so I'm going to put him up once more I feel like if he upsets me this time he probably won't see my card again for the foreseeable future but he's got a very similar makeup to um, Cantlay to Finau to some of the golfers I've put up who are a quarter or a fifth of his price now, his weakness is scrambling, um, his short game. So that is the bit that he lacks all slightly behind those two. But apart from that, his stats are pretty much equal. Um, he's 16th in strokes game putting. Didn't put well last week, but he is a good putter. Um, 32nd in approach play. He's not short. 44th in driving distance. And he's really good with his approaches above 200 yards, which might be needed on the par fives. Um, and even some of those longer par fours, depending on where you end up off the tee. Um, he's... Missed two cuts here, which probably explains a little bit why he's a, a bit of a bigger price. But I just can't compute why he's 125 compared to some of the other golfers around him. Um, I'd have him at least 30, 40 points shorter than that. Um, so Lanto Griffin at 125s um, finishes off my card, but just a half point bet because I've been burned by him a couple of times before. Okay, thank you very much, Matt. That's uh, an excellent lot of picks. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, swing in with mine now. Um, as I say, um, uh, yes, I, I, I my uh, reasoning for picks this week was a lot to do with um, uh, uh, with our direction off the tee in terms of how straight you can keep it and be um, well actually a a equal um how straight uh, how long you can hit it because length is definitely a factor here um mm-hmm. and we've been on a lot of courses lately where it hasn't been um well that the, this is absolutely you you should you know be long otherwise well if you're not long you better be damn straight because it's a, it's a long old it's a long old walk this one so i'm uh, i'm gonna go with um an old mate of mine who i haven't put up for a while um at and, uh, and my my first pick um, is Bubba Watson at uh, sixty five, uh, sixty six to one with Star Sports. I'm going Bubba Watson because Bubba for me is a very much a confidence player, and he has been absolutely l- lacking in confidence. You can see it's been very evident um, with the putter up until about two. Uh, the last two tournaments and suddenly it looks to me like Baba has found a bit of confidence and a bit of rhythm and a bit of a bit of swagger again with the putter now if that's going for Baba then then life is good in in the in the in the garden because he is um you know uh, still um, one of the longest players on tour uh, I love watching this guy hit a golf ball I love watching this guy hit a golf ball than any golfer on the tour and have for years. I just love the way this guy can bend the ball. Now he is a bit of a liability to back. Um, now I've I've won handsomely on Bubba before, uh, but I've also spunked a lot of cash on them too. So mm-hmm. I, I, he comes with a definite you know wealth warning, Bubba Watson. But at sixty six to one, 
I, I just saw something in this putting um, that I just thought was recently that was um, encouraging. Now, he finished uh, last week, he finished tied for 13th um, at, at Valspar uh, on seven under par. And he had a, a last round of one over, which was a bit of a disappointing final round. If he'd have gone, you know, two or three under, he would have been up in the, in the sort of tie for fifth or sixth. So Bubba uh, was... Um, played Valspar very well and I just, for me, he feels like he might be clicking into a bit of form with that little flat stick. The rest of his game we know is, is good. Um, he, he's, you know, he's great with an iron. He, he can turn, you know, can turn those three par fives here into eagle opportunities. Um, so I'm going, that he's my first pick. Number two, I'm going um, with Matt Wallace. Um, I still don't think Matt Wallace is, uh, is quite finished with in terms of his upward trajectory yet uh, and he is 75 to 1 with Star Sports I'm going to go Matt Wallace because I saw I, you and I both saw something at the mm -hmm. Masters we, we've seen the, uh, he's got this guy uh, was his name Graham Lord on the bag now he's mm -hmm. very well respected caddy he's keeping Matt the Matt's mental maturity has come on he's not as He's not as ripshit and bust as he, as he was. He's not getting so angry and, and losing it and throwing his toys. He's more focused. His game's still where it needs to be. He's um, uh, he's upward trending, and I just think he's not. He, I don't think he's done yet. So I'm I'm going to go Matt Wallace, my second pick at seventy five to one because I think that's good value. He should give good value. He's we we know what his, his we commented a couple of weeks ago. His stats for scrambling are, are excellent. And the stats for um uh, with his irons are, are, are generally are, are very very good and anywhere around a hundred yards he's he's excellent. So I'm I'm sort of I still think there's life in that Matt Wallace price yet. Um, my third pick is my old mate Xander Schauffele because as you said, this course requires you to have a, just a good all round game, and that guy has a good all round game. I've got over my heartbreak at him at the Masters. Um, uh, <laughs> there's enough time passed. My scars have healed, and um, and, I, and I'm going back for him at eighteen to one. Because if I look back in my picks with Xander, even though he's not one, he's 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 plenty of place money. I've got plenty of um, place results out of him, and I just think at this course you want a good steady game. What's surprising about Xander Schauffele is his driving stats. Um, he is. Uh, I was looking at this just before. Uh, he is 25th on, on driving distance on the PGA Tour for the season, averaging 306 yards. For a little guy, man, he hits it a long way. That 306 yards for, um, for a man the size of Xander Schauffele is absolutely incredible in average driving distance. So he's not short off the tee. Um, he's got a great all-round game. He's a fantastic putter when he gets it firing. And, uh, and I'm going to, like I stuck with Cameron Smith for all that time and he finally came good for me, I'm going to keep on sticking with Xander Schauffele and I know he'll come good for me at some stage. And I think that could be this week. Uh, and my final pick is Cameron Davis, the Australian, at a price. Um, uh, I'm going for each way value for this guy. Um, I, the, re the reasons I'm picking him, he's he's one of the longest hitters on tour uh, in terms of uh, he's 
Where is he on this? Uh, uh, just looking at this now. Cameron Davis is 11th on driving distance on the PGA Tour this season, averaging 310 yards. So he can he can send it an absolute country mile. Um, he is a, he's been a bit ragged lately. Um, he was he was much sharper in the beginning of the season, uh, and he was disappointing last week at uh, at Valspar. Um, I watched him. I didn't back him last week, but I watched him, and he and he and he dropped out the back of the TV pretty quick. But I think this course could suit his length game, and I think the odds of 125 for one for Cameron, 125 to one for Cameron Davis, for me, are nice each way odds. So um, I'm gonna. I'm, I think his length could help him, and I and I think he's a classy prospect. I've always had a lot of time for this kid. So those are my four picks for the week. Yeah, do you know who I really like of your picks, and I toyed with him myself is Xander. I was thinking this is a major championship course. Yeah. If this was a major championship with a full field in a major, he wouldn't be twenty to one or anywhere close to high teens. No. And I think he's he's managed to drift through not really playing that badly at all. He's just not played for a few weeks. Like you say, he was challenged at the Masters. It's, it's a really nice price. So I looked at him once. I'm kind of thinking I might even have a little tickle in myself because um, he's just, it's like one of those like Thomas at the players. You don't often see him that price. Um, and if there was a stronger field in a more, it was a more public event, then I imagine he'd probably be shorter. So yeah, I don't, I do like that one at the price. Yeah, I, I would, I would say he's a must include in any fantasy teams you've got or anything like that. Um, so yeah, th- those are our picks for the week. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to this. It's a great tournament uh, in terms of the you know it's a, this is a really challenging tournament. It should give us some, also some nice pointers heading into um, the PGA, um, which is coming up in May, um, the PGA Championship. The um, uh, one guy that we didn't talk about here, which never came up from both of us, is a bloke called Bryson DeChambeau, which of a lot long course. Um, he's currently trading around 14 to 1. What, what are your thoughts about him, just to finish up? I mean, I think he could go well. I'll be honest. I was so blinkered into backing Thomas based on his stats last, last week. I kind yeah. of had to put a line through everyone else at the top of the board. Yeah. Um, he's had such a long time off. God knows what he's been working up in the gym or the lab or wherever else he's <laughs> yeah. working. But one thing we do know is that he does not struggle for length off the tee. Um, and he puts like a demon. So it's all just about how rusty he is for Bryson. I think obviously he's not played since the Masters. Um, he could end up with normal size approach shots where everyone else is playing mid, mid to long irons. Um, I think he makes that really well. I'm just not 100% sure about what his game will look like having not seen him in a while. Um, no, yeah, yeah, I, I'm the same. I, I, I just, I was just being provocative. I, 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 I might back him because I think you'll, I think you, I think you'll try and take this course apart um, uh, and and show everyone, you know, um, how big and long he is, like he always does, like the biggest course kid in the schoolyard. But I think that could, like it did at Augusta, this course can bite you in the ass if you try and and, and try and sort of belittle mm-hmm. it. So I, um, I, I think. Um, what I'd like to see from Bryson DeChambeau on a course like this, I like it. All. I thought I was going to see it Augusta and didn't, is him just controlling himself a bit more because I think he's. We all know he can hit it a mile, but if he just controls himself a bit more, I think he could actually win a bit more. But hey, look, he's he isn't. He's not going bad, is he? So, um, uh, you know, let, let's see. I mean, that, that's an interesting watch anyway. So the final two um, two questions to finish off. Um, who do you fancy tomorrow in the football match? Uh, Madrid, Chelsea. Um, yeah. I can't see past Chelsea, to be honest. I think Tuchel's got them very organised, very, they just know what they're doing, quite similar to, to Pep's, not quite as expansive or, or kind of adventurous, but I think they'll get the job done tomorrow. Yeah, fairly confident. 
Yeah, I, I, fan, I, I fancy Chelsea as well. I think he's got them. He's got the singing, hasn't he? Um, and uh, you know they, they know what they're doing. And and uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, did you watch the Did you watch the snooker? The final of the snooker um, over the weekend. I didn't, you know. So <laughs> I used to watch snooker quite religiously. Um, but the problem with snooker is that I'm awful at gambling on it. So <laughs> I learned very quickly not to watch it because I struggle to watch it without losing. Having a punt on it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I didn't know. Um, I, I saw a couple of headlines around. Um, yeah, Selby, but no, I try not to watch it because that's a slippery slope for me. Too many frames to bet on. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I was, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I would have the odd go on it, but I don't. Yeah, I, I, I like it for the spectacle. I, I don't really have a punt on sneaker. Um, I don't. Um, I, I'm rather just watch it. Um, but I, that same um, health warning you've got to take or, or, or like, uh, sort of break you've got to put on yourself with the snooker i've got to start doing that with the horses because of the last week i have i could stop a fucking train at the moment mate i'm absolutely <laughs> dreadful on the everything i'm touching is just stopping it. Uh, so i'm so I'm, I'm sticking to golf so uh yeah let, let's uh let's hope for some um some some good results for the golf this week anyway, mate. yeah let's hope they're a bit better than last week if we're sticking to that where our putting where our money is but yeah, yeah hopefully we have a good one and we've got a, another winner in the circle to put last week to bed when we chat next week that's right, mate. That's right. All right. All the best. All the best, mate. See you after. Right. See you, mate.